Father, we just thank you for the precious promise of peace forevermore. And we look at now in Isaiah 26 and verse um, 3, which says, You will keep him in perfect peace, all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Now that was from the New Living Translation. If I could just read that now from the um, New King James, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And there is another scripture that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Now, verse 4 of Isaiah 26 says in the King James, Trust in the Lord forever, for in Jehovah the Lord is everlasting strength. Everlasting strength. And that's what we need today. We need to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Praise the Lord. And in Ephesians 2.14, we won't turn there for time's sake, but Ephesians 2.14 tells us that he himself is our peace. In Philippians 4.7 it says, he has given us his peace, the peace that passes all understanding. And in... Um, in Philippians 4, 7, it says, He has given us his peace, the peace that passes all understanding. And in, um, I'll just read that in the um, New Living Translation, Philippians 4, and I'm reading verse 6 and 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need, and thank him for all he has done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. And that's what we need. You see, the peace of God guards our mind and our heart from evil. Praise the Lord. Well, we'll just go to John. Let's just go to John 14, 27. Because in John 14, 27, he tells us, in the world there is tribulation, but in him we have peace. Because, you see, Jesus is our peace. He is our peace because he's broken down every wall. He's broken down every wall that was between us. You see, he's the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace is he. 
And so the peace that Jesus offers is very different from the world's peace. And that's what he's saying in John uh, verse 27. In John verse 27, he says this. John 14 and verse 27. Let me find it. 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, in the Bible, there are lots of fear knots, because fear, what happens is, fear brings anxiety. And anxiety, when you're anxious and worried, and in Proverbs it says, anxiety in the heart of man makes him stoop. And that's what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to stoop low, whereas Jesus wants to lift us up. Amen. See the difference, a big, big difference. So the peace of God that passes all understanding guards our heart, our spirit, and our mind so that we will not be anxious because fear brings anxiety and worry but peace always brings love and joy because peace is a fruit of the spirit and if we walk in the spirit we'll bear the fruits of the spirit because in Isaiah says that he will keep us in perfect peace. Perfect peace. See, his peace is perfect. It's not the kind of peace you're going to get from the world. Only Jesus can give you this peace. Isaiah 32 and verse 17 in the New Living Translation says, and this righteousness will bring peace. Yes, it will bring quietness and confidence forever. Verse 18, And my people will live safely, quietly at home, and they will have rest. Now, isn't that a wonderful promise <laughs> for us to live in? So if I could just read that um, from the King James because it's such a wonderful, wonderful promise, isn't it? You know, even that verse that we've just read, Isaiah 32, 17, in the New, New King James, says, the work of righteousness will be peace. Now, just getting back to righteousness a minute, you must remember that we've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace 
by those who make peace. So, the work of righteousness will be peace. If it's not peaceful, if, if, you're, if anything is coming into your home or into your life that's bringing turmoil, it's not of God. Because turmoil is not of God. He's a God of peace. So that's how I discern, you know, is this, is this what I'm doing giving me peace or am I, am I getting myself worked up over something, you know? And so it's a, good, um, it's a good rule of thumb to go by. So in the King James it says in Isaiah 32, 17, the work of righteousness will be peace and the effect of that peace, the effect of righteousness, sorry, and the effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. And my people, that's us, will dwell in peaceful habitations, in secure dwellings and in quiet resting places. Isn't that lovely? You know, if you just thought about that. Now, I want us, because that comes into James chapter 3 and verse 18 because in James and chapter 3 and verse 18 says this. I'll just read it in the um, New Living Translation because the New Living Translation is a, is a little bit different. But I will, then I will read it in the um, in the King James. I'll read verse seventeen as well. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It's now you must remember Jesus has been made unto us righteousness. He's been made unto us wisdom, righteousness sanctification and redemption and the wisdom that we've been given from above is first of all pure it's also peace-loving it's gentle at all times and willing to yield to others it is full of mercy and good deeds now that was verse 17 in the New Living Translation and verse 18 says this, And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Now just remember what we read in Isaiah 32, 17, that the work of righteousness is peace. And here we're reading in verse 18, Yes, verse 18 is, Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. See, we can make peace. We can make peace where there's turmoil because we can sow peace because we have peace. You know, because it's a blending of two souls. And so that's what he's saying our minds must be 
fixed upon what he's saying, what the Word is saying, and not what's happening around us. Not all, and how, why are things happening around us? Because we're involved with people. <laughs> That's why things are happening. And here are some of the things that could be happening around us. For example, the strife of tongues, or sickness, debt, people, whatever circumstances we find ourselves in, we can maintain perfect peace in that circumstance if we'll keep our eyes, our mind, stayed and steadied up on him and our eyes upon the word because when our eyes are upon the word our eyes are on him because he and the word are one he will keep us in perfect peace provided we keep our mind our thoughts on him his word is what he says and not what's happening around us now, just go with me to Proverbs 16 and verse 7. Proverbs 16 and verse 7. There is such a lot in the Word of God concerning peace. Now, Proverbs 16 and verse 7 says this. When people's lives please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. See, when our ways please the Lord, nothing can harm us. So, can I just um, read that now in the King James, in verse 16 and verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. So, I owe it to myself to keep myself in the peace of God, to keep my heart and my mind stayed and steady on Him, regardless of what's happening around me, regardless of what anybody else is saying or doing, because that way, whoever's against me will turn around and be at peace with me because according to that scripture, that's what he's saying. Now, I did have another scripture in Psalms 37. In 37 and verse 11, the lowly will possess the land and live in peace and prosperity. So if you want to live in peace and prosperity, it's better to humble yourself before the Lord. The lowly are the humble. How, how do I humble myself in the sight of the Lord? By submitting to his word. Every time I submit to the word of God, I'm humbling myself under his mighty hand. 
Now, in Psalm 37 and verse 11 of the King James Bible, Psalm 37 and verse 11 in the King James says this, But the meek, that means the teachable, shall inherit the earth and delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The abundance of peace. And what did it say in John 10.10 10 when we did the life? It says, he came to give us life abundantly. And part of that abundant life is the abundance of peace. You see, Jesus is our peace. He's broken down every wall and God gives peace to those who depend on him to meet all their needs. Now in Psalm 29, 11, it tells us that peace is a blessing from God. Psalm 29, 11, we're in Psalms, so we can just quickly look at that. The Lord gives his people strength. And the Lord blesses them with peace. So peace is a blessing from God. In, in Proverbs 16:7, I think we've already read that, that God blesses his people with peace. We read Isaiah 9, 6 and 7 tells us that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And then in Isaiah 53, 5, that we have peace with God because the peace Jesus offers is different than the world's peace that was in John 14, 27. And Jesus gives us peace. That's in Romans 5. Now, I just want us to go to Romans 5. We've just got a couple more scriptures and they're both in Romans. Romans chapter 5, Romans 5 verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, we have it through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the New Living Translation puts it this way. Therefore, we have been made right in God's sight by faith. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. See? His peace is our peace. The chastisement in, in Isaiah 53 says, the chastisement for our peace of mind was laid upon him by whose stripes we were healed. So I just want to finish up with this other scripture that I've got here. I've got it. In Romans... The peace comes from believing in God. Now that's in Romans 15, verse 13. 
Romans 15 and verse 13 tells us that the peace we have comes from God. Romans 15 and verse 13 in the, in the King James. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit. And peace is evidence of the Holy Spirit's work within us. And we'll close with um, Galatians 5, 22. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For there is no law against these things. And we read in James that the work, uh, and in Isaiah, that the work of righteousness is peace for those who make peace. And we are peacemakers. Father, we just thank you for your word this morning. We thank you that your word is quick and powerful. We thank you that for your precious promise of peace forevermore, perfect peace, your peace, that passeth all understanding, that keeps our hearts and our minds stayed and steady on you through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.